A quick warning before we get started with today's episode. You're about to hear a story that talks about how people have tried to experience a haunting by driving their car onto some train tracks and putting the car in park. Please do not try to repeat this. It's dangerous to park in the middle of a railroad crossing, and we don't want anyone to get hurt. Okay, now on to our scary story. Every Halloween, and in the days and even weeks leading up to it, candy goes flying off of shelves, and the bravest among us fill our streaming queue with scary movies. Some might even gather around a campfire out in the woods and tell a spooky tale. Oh, a scary story. Hoping to frighten an unwitting family member. Yeah, my brother. The house growing up in Chicago had this big, big old furnace. But when does a scary story become a fist-clenching, terror-inducing fright? When the tale is purported to be true. And don't look now. It's right behind you! Wait, no. But really. Lots of, you know, like arms coming out of it and everything, vents going to the different parts of the house. And he, just to, you know, taunt me even further, would tell me all the time that the furnace was going to come and get me. I'm Maggie Civet. What's even scarier than a freaky story your brother tells you as a kid? Or a scene from a horror movie? Well, it's something folks swear is true. Something people say actually happened in a place near you. That's when you can get truly scared out of your wits. Urban legends. Or in this case, a suburban legend. On this week's episode of Curious City, we look at a story about Munger Road in West DuPage County in Illinois. Some say the road is haunted. Or at least very creepy. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, let's get out of here. It's super dark and what's happening. So, you know, it's definitely a super freaky moment. So what exactly do people say happened on Munger Road? And what's behind this haunted tale? That's next. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Munger Road is about a four-mile-long road in DuPage County that runs north and south, cutting through the far west suburbs of Bartlett and Wayne, Illinois. The stretch of road where our story takes place is a section that passes through Pratt's Wayne Forest Preserve and intersects with a railroad crossing that's still in active use. The two-lane road is quaint, with big trees canopying the sides of it, and... It's hillier than you'd think. And it's very, very dark. I don't even think there might be one street light. That's Mark and Jolene Hawker. They're the ones who are curious about what's behind this haunting. 
Mark says that as you get closer to the railroad tracks at night, the road gets even darker. It is pitch black until you hit the area of the tracks. Even in the daylight, it has the makings of a scary story. You know, if you've never been down Munger Road before, it's just a very uh, rural location. There's a lot of trees and grass, but not a lot of houses or buildings out there. It's a very lonely section of the community. That's Pam Rowleader, the woman with the spooky story you heard at the top of the show. She's also a local historian and director of museums in Bartlett. And she's been trying to find out the answer to the same question about the origins of the haunted tale for the past 25 years. So what exactly is the ghost story of Munger Road? Pam starts us off. Well, let me tell you how the story goes. Lore has it that... There's a school bus full of kids heading home from school, and as they approached the tracks... That school bus was getting ready to cross the tracks, and it got stuck on the tracks. The bus somehow became stalled. And... The bus driver couldn't get it going. As it stalled on the tracks... Out of nowhere, a train train comes... by... And tragically... Demolished the bus... And there was death of these children and everything. And can you imagine the horror back then to hear an accident of such magnitude happening and the loss of life? And ever since, it's been haunted by the school bus of kids. And then the story goes that after this tragedy with the kids on the school bus, something mysterious began to happen. If you were to go there late at night, and then if you were to travel down Munger Road and cross over the tracks and stop, and you take your car, you park it right on the tracks, put it into neutral, put some baby powder on the bumper. I always, you know, heard put flour on the bumper, baby powder works too, or anything like that, and sit there. And then allegedly, allegedly, there's the ghosts of the children there. You will feel the hands of the children pushing your car, your vehicle, off the tracks. And you'll be pushed over the tracks by the ghost children. So the same fate doesn't happen to you that happened to them. And so you get out then, check your bumper. You'll see fingerprints from the baby powder. Yeah, the ghost children are just trying to save you from the same fate that they had. Mark grew up downstate, and so he was introduced to this Munger Road haunting when he met his wife, Jolene, back in college. And Jolene, well... I grew up in Glendale Heights, so we live in Bartlett now, so it's like 10-15 minutes from here. And even though both of them are grounded in the natural world, they're not completely skeptical of the idea that something supernatural could be happening on the road. I've always thought the paranormal was kind of cool, so hearing about this was, you know, a little cool. Jolene was introduced to Munger Road lore when she was a teen. She says that back in high school, there wasn't a ton to do. Because, you know. It's definitely the suburbs. I mean, it's, you know. And she and her friends began hearing this story. And so, I want to say, probably around the time I got my driver's license in high school, which was, how many years ago? 20? Yeah, we graduated 20 years ago. (laughs) And it was just kind of something that was known and all the kids kind of heard this urban legend and we would drive our cars over there and it gets pretty popular at Halloween time. 
So for fun, Jolene and her friends would go to that spot on Munger Road they'd heard was haunted. It was just a bunch of us in high school goofing around. I mean, we've done it multiple times. You know, that's, that's, what are we doing tonight? Okay, let's just go to Munger Road and see what happens. Then we stop at Jewel down the street. We pick up some baby powder or some flour, whichever it is. You know, it's so dark on the road. So we just took our friend's beater car and parked on the tracks. Then sprinkled off the baby powder and, you know, we're just sitting in the car. And and then they'd wait. They'd try to scare the hell out of each other in the interim as they waited for. And here we go. We get pushed. And so we're all, like, freaking out and wondering, like, what's going on? So, you know, of course, then we put it into park. We're off the tracks. We kind of drive off to the side of the road because sometimes there's people flying through the road. So you want to make sure we're off the tracks. And then, of course, there's fingerprints on the bumper. So super, like, creepy as a kid, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, let's get out of here. It's super dark and what's happening. So, you know, it was definitely a super freaky moment. Super freaky indeed. So was Jolene saying that she and her friends experienced something otherworldly? That's what at the time we felt was happening, or we weren't sure really what was happening. I don't know if, you know, we were, I mean, it's on a big hill. It's like, it's at the crest of a hill. So it could have easily been that we were rolling down the hill, or perhaps we were pushed. I don't know either way. Wow, but there were fingerprints. This sounds like your, like, paranormal eye-opening experience right here. Did it make you a believer after that? Oh, I don't think so, no. (laughs) But... Sorry. Well, Jolene says she doesn't really believe that Munger Road is haunted, and the Curious City team doesn't actually know either. Also, remember it's dangerous to park on railroad tracks, so we didn't try it. But we were able to track down some answers to the origins of this urban legend. That's next. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. The first time I heard about the lore of the legend of Munger Road is when I started here. That's Pam Rowleader, the historian from Bartlett we heard from before. And she says that in the mid-1990s... There was an ad in our little local paper that the museum was looking for a very part-time person to do exhibits. So she started working at the History Museum of Bartlett 25 years ago. And that's when she first became familiar with the Munger Road haunting. You know, I would get these phone calls always around um, Halloween time if there was any ghost stories to share or what about this legend of Munger Road, what can you tell us, things like that. Pam is now the director of the Village of Bartlett Museums. And as a historian... You know, when you're in this position, people tell you a lot of things. They share their personal stories, they share their family history... And um, you always have to take things with a grain of salt, you know, and research it to see if it holds validity to the story or it starts you on a good lead to investigate a story even further. Pam's not necessarily a believer, or a skeptic for that matter. 
Well, I think really anything is possible, you know, and um, there are things around us that cannot be explained uh, through hard scientific facts. So I, I always keep an open mind. And the Munger Road story she kept hearing about immediately piqued her interest. You know, there's many legends um, out there about different haunted areas or different communities throughout the United States. So you think to yourself, wow, if, if Bartlett has something that, um, you know, has a legend to it, we should really check this out and see what we can find out. So that's what she decided to do. But before she started investigating, she did a little math to figure out what year she should start with. If this accident truly, truly happened, and if it involved a school bus, then we know that it certainly didn't happen back in like the 1880s, the early 1900s. It had to happen by the time that you know school bus transportation started to occur out in this area. So Pam starts there, and she begins by reaching out to some folks who might know. The first thing I did to start the process was to talk to longtime Bartlett residents or lifelong Bartlett residents, people that maybe were born in the 20s and the 30s who were in this area a long time. And back then, these communities um, in this area, Bartlett, Hanover Park, Streamwood, were super small communities. You know, in, in 1950, we only had 700 residents. So if a story like this really did occur, somebody would have to know something about it. So that was the first thing I did. But nobody knew. Not a single person she spoke with could recall a train crashing into a bus at that hollowed crossing. Now remember, Pam began working at the museum in the mid-1990s. At this point in time, the internet is nascent, and finding things on it wasn't like it is today. I mean, you couldn't just Google it. If you wanted to research things, you had to make phone calls read an ancient thing called an encyclopedia, scour newspaper archives by sifting through hard copies, and going through the headache-inducing process of scrolling through microfiche copies of papers and periodicals. Believe me, you cannot even begin to imagine life before the search button. Now there's a horror story for you, but I digress. But after all the interviews and all the research over 25 years, Pam never ended up finding anything of substance that indicated that there was any sort of accident like this in the Bartlett-Wayne area, let alone an accident that involved a school bus at a train crossing. Through research, I really haven't heard much beyond that story. In regards to the story itself, we're always open, we're always looking. There's so many stories that haven't had a finish to it yet. So again, always open, always looking for something. And I'd like to say too, you know, if there is somebody out there who truly had a relative involved in this bus crash, who has newspaper stories about it, or has tangible documented evidence about it, to really please contact the museum and bring that forward. Well, Pam, we might have a hot tip for you. But we had to go out of state to find it. Enter this guy. My name is Matt DeWalshi, and I'm an archivist and librarian, too, in the Texana Genealogy Department of the Central San Antonio Public Library. I know what you're thinking. San Antonio is in Texas? Yep, but bear with us. 
You see, San Antonio also had a similar haunting story about a school bus crash on a train crossing. Uh, because it was always so nebulous and nobody could pin down an exact date, it was always, oh, it happened in the 1930s or the 40s. Like here, even. it's been local lore for decades. This horrible uh, train crash that... And the story isn't just similar. It's virtually identical to so much of the tale of Munger Road. Right down to the handprints on the bumper part of the story. The story was if you sprinkle baby powder on your bumper and put your car in neutral at the ghosts of the Matt had heard the story, which incidentally takes place on Shane Road in San Antonio. And he too was skeptical of it. And for many of the same reasons Pam was. You know, if there was a mass casualty event, even if it was in the early 20th century, surely there would be some kind of official documentation. There would be newspaper articles or maybe even uh, survivors or, or bystanders who would have seen it. And, you know, there, there would have been some kind of verification of it. But like our Munger Road story, there wasn't. Then in 2002, Matt says he just kind of stumbled upon what seems to be the actual origin story. Well, I got a request for an obituary from early December of 1938. And I was scrolling through our microfilm and I came across an article, front page article with a picture of a mangled school bus that was hit by a train. And it immediately caught my attention. And I got excited because no one had ever authenticated it or verified it or anything. Many of the specifics were strikingly similar to the tale he'd heard for so many years in San Antonio. But there was one critical detail that would help drop the veil of mystery behind this story. And I looked at it a little more closely, and it turned out that it actually happened just south of Salt Lake City. That's right. Matt had never come across a crash story, probably for the same reason Pam hadn't. It happened elsewhere, in Utah. What we think happened probably is that someone saw these pictures, because it was in all three of the daily newspapers here in San Antonio at the time, and it ran for three or four days in the local newspapers. It was a pretty big national story. He says the story went out over the wire and made headlines everywhere, including here in Chicago. Which makes sense. Even today, a story like that would make headlines. But in 1938, it was a massive incident. And it's an incredibly gruesome story, often told in excruciatingly vivid detail. Bodies of the injured and dead lay along the track for nearly a half mile, according to some accounts, as the freight train slowly came to a halt following the collision. And some of the descriptions get even more graphic from there. Articles back then said it was the nation's deadliest auto accident of its day. Accounts say that upwards of 26 people died. Students ranging in age from 12 to 18. And the bus driver. So yeah, it was big news. And so how does that story become embedded in local lore in San Antonio? Or DuPage County, for that matter? I think somebody saw it, and I don't know how, it, how they came to place it at that particular railroad track, maybe because it was an isolated area or something, but... Uh, somehow it got conflated with that location here in San Antonio, and it became an urban myth. So we know the story about the school bus accident in Utah that spread across the country. But as to the spooky part about the handprints and the car moving, well, there's been some debunking of that part as well. 
Paula Allen, a columnist for the San Antonio Express, wrote that the road in San Antonio crests where it meets the train tracks. So if you put your car in neutral while stopped on the tracks, gravity would likely take its course, and your car would eventually begin to roll off the tracks and down the hill. Munger Road also happens to crest where the train tracks cross it. As to the bumpers with the mysterious handprints left in the flower, or baby powder, whichever, the speculation is that car bumpers already have fingerprints on them. They could even be your own. So if you sprinkle some kind of white powder, you'll be sure to find some fingerprints. So it seems pretty likely, given all this evidence, that the story of Munger Road didn't actually happen on Munger Road. But despite all this, it does have some real-life consequences. Police told us that for a number of years, a house nearby was vandalized repeatedly because of a perceived connection to the haunting story. Especially around Halloween, the police in Bartlett have to put out extra patrols because they're worried people will try to park their cars on the tracks. So as you celebrate Halloween, Pam has a little reminder. Our police department strongly encourages people, of course, not to park and not to stop on the tracks, especially around this time of year. So, you know, we as a community support everyone's safety and understanding that this is just a local law and don't try this at home or in your car. Thanks to Paul DeRica of the Newberry Library for his help on this story. Curious City is produced by Joe Dassault and Jason Mark. Sophia Lowe is our intern, and Alexandra Solomon edits the show. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Maggie Civit, Curious City's digital and engagement producer. Thanks for listening. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.